questions about the Good morning, people. Where did they How is everyone doing this fine morning? Well, Zechariah went back into the ancient text and began to build a theory that the Anunnaki came from an as yet undiscovered 12th planet in our solar system that he called Nibiru. Uber, you know, Amunaki. Who loves ancient Nibiru astronauts early in the morning to watch this? There's a new thing. What I've just read, I've just seen it today, right? And I've looked like it up on on YouTube. It's not too hot, not too cold. The three bears, Goldilocks theory, and I'm one of them people who believe in that stuff, right? And I have. I've got friends who do. I've got a good friend called Luke, and he does. He's a he's a tube, but still, it's another story for another time. When but the planet was actually relatively close to the Earth. Many years ago, I was in a club, yeah, and I remember drinking at the bar. Rah, rah, rah. I was drinking a bit too much, but then I ended up in Nottingham from Hull, from LA's. If you're an old timer like me, you know about this. You know, time and you know me for a while. I ended up in Nottingham somewhere in Nottingham. I actually ended up in Sherwood Forest. Some reason, two or three days later, I managed to get back home. But I still don't remember that getting there. But I remember going down the stairs. And seeing the light, and then that was it. So, people out there do not believe in it. I know some Christian people, yeah, Christian religion, and even Muslims as well. They don't believe in it. At the end of the day, right, listen, yeah, at the end of the day, when you mention aliens to them, or UFOs, or that Allah is not a God, is an alien, or Christ is so on, so on, yeah. People go up in arms, honest to God. At the end of the day, I believe, yeah, the day we die, the day we shut our eyes, yes, is the day we will find out. And I actually like this subject too much, very much. I'm going to find this Goldilocks thing. I'm going to make a podcast of it. I'm going to do some more research in that of it, guys, yeah. I'm going to put it up. So it's going to be called, let me say, I need a bit of a virtue. No one smoke. If you don't smoke, don't smoke. It's bad for you guys. Eric Van Deniken, though, he's one of the best writers out there, guys. You need to check his books out, man. I've read them, and you know what? That that brings me to another point. There'll be another podcast I'll be doing at some point in the next few weeks, yeah. It's one about the Nazca. You know, like all them giant joints in the desert and Nevada. Why they've done that big? The Who they made for? The questions, questions. Could like when Eric and Danica wrote the charities of the gods, he, he said question system. mark after question mark, but people who went up those. I've only read a few of his books from the archives and the library, but here. still, he's a. Do you know what? Los I respect Angeles, him, man. California, anyway, I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Love you all. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, this is not something you want to go to. There are even signs that warn it's a restricted area, that it's unlawful to enter the area without permission, and that use of deadly force is authorized. In short, don't go. News reporters pointed out that even if a small fraction of those who had responded to the post turned up at Area 51, the proposed storming could quickly turn violent. Alarmed at the overwhelming response to Roberts's post, U.S. military officials issued a warning. In ominous language, it stated that the U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. Within days, Matty Roberts received a visit from the FBI. FBI did show up to my house. They asked me to send them anybody that's trying to radicalize this thing in the form of actually storming the base and actually causing harm to people. They were really concerned about people sending me death threats. In the wake of the FBI's visit, 
Roberts claimed that he had been simply joking the whole time and that he never actually intended for anyone to heed his call. I was just kind of like, I didn't think anybody was going to take it too seriously because when I created the event on Facebook, it was meant as a joke, kind of like tongue-in-cheek. Never intended for it to go this far. It was terrifying. But whether Roberts wanted people to take him seriously or not, by early July, it seemed nothing could derail what he had set in motion. August 2019. Matty Roberts' original post had been reposted hundreds of thousands of times. Over two million people had indicated that they planned to descend on Area 51 in September and storm the top secret base. No one had any idea how many might actually attend. And both the government and the media geared up to blame Roberts if things turned into an ugly confrontation between the military and tens of thousands of UFO enthusiasts. In order to take the pressure off himself and his associates, Roberts asked that his followers call off any plans to actually invade the base on September 20th. Instead, he announced an alternative idea, a peaceful celebration called Alien Stock, which he began organizing in the tiny town of Rachel, Nevada, just outside Area 51. He promised a festival of music, art, and all things alien. In the weeks before the event, there are efforts aimed at scaling down the rhetoric and averting a potential tragedy. The government just did a whole counter-media program, letting folks know that they're not taking this as a game. They don't think it's funny. No, it's not Woodstock. You want to have a rock festival outside of Rachel? Hey, have a nice day, right? But you cross Area 51, we take it seriously. You will be arrested, prosecuted, likely convicted, and sent to jail. Ten days before the event, two Dutch YouTubers penetrated the Area 51 perimeter, hiking three miles into the restricted zone. Their arrests made national headlines and added to concerns that the upcoming gathering could easily get out of hand. Astoundingly, they were sentenced to a year in jail. The message was clear. We are going to come down on you hard. 20th of September, 2019. I think behind those gates is something that nobody can explain, not even the people that work there. I have no answers, but I'm going to find out. That's why I came here 3,000 miles, to find out those answers. On the day the event began, the Department of Defense posted an ominous tweet. It featured a picture of a B-2 bomber, along with a heading that stated, this would be the last thing millennials would see if they attempted the Area 51 raid. The tweet was quickly deleted. They made a case of saying that it would be considered an act of terrorism, even saying we would bomb millennials if they actually tried to storm the gates of Area 51. That was a little severe. Now, they cleverly didn't exactly say what would happen, but there was a palpable threat left hanging in the air. Faced with the military's willingness to defend Area 51 at all costs, many potential attendees changed their plans and decided not to attend. 
But while the government warnings were largely effective, on the night of the 20th of September, almost 100 people refused to be intimidated and gathered at the gates. I think behind the gate there could very well be uh, technology that the government is not informing us of. There's a lot of people that are like watching this event being like, this is the night, this is the night we find some aliens. People are prepared for a bloodbath, but I've seen nothing. The cops have been out in a show of force, and they're going to make it very unpleasant for anybody who crosses. Both sides showed restraint, and a potentially deadly confrontation was averted. Only two people were detained by the police for minor offences. Over the next three days, another 3,000 people made the journey to Area 51 in a show of solidarity and in protest of government secrecy. There's a huge alien community around the world. It's a matter of time before uh, this was going to happen. I don't think the government's being honest, because I think they would freak us out if they told us what was inside that big old mountain there. But there were many who believe that without the serious threat of military action, the turnout might have been significantly larger. The government caused a lot of confusion and pretty much discouraged most people from showing up to the event. In the days and weeks leading up to September the 20th, there was a mass of confusing reports about what might actually take place. And one wonders, did this play into the hands of the government and work to their advantage? If government threats did indeed suppress the turnout at the Area 51 festivals, what could they be protecting? Is it only military secrets or something else? For ancient astronaut theorists, the answer is obvious. So it seems a lot of people are asking the same question. What is it that the government is hiding at Area 51? The United States began with a policy of lies and denial, let's call it for what it is, counterintelligence. UFOs and ETs have been at the top of the counterintelligence list since World War II. Our government doesn't want us to know the truth. We know for a fact that for over 50 years, not just the U.S. government, but governments from around the world have always denied the UFO question or the extraterrestrial question. Could the US government be hiding not only crashed UFOs, but even extraterrestrials at Area 51? Perhaps further clues can be found at the very entrance of the secret base. An entrance that has been strictly off limits for decades. Coming up. Just pull over here. There's a sheriff's vehicle coming our way. We don't want any trouble. I think this is a 